Welcome to episode 543 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, team, welcome along to episode. Five, four, three, two, one, take off. Oh, nice <laughs> work. You've been, you've been practicing that one all the I, I didn't. I just started reading. I was like, I'm going with it, team. I'm going with it. I am talking with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good. We pretty just did good. an interview before and uh, a spider came up on us. <laughs> it was a pretty decent sized one too, wasn't it? It was. It was crawling across and I was trying to do the interview and Bevan didn't have any questions. He was trying to flick it away and then he had the... the, 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 the was it yellow or orange yeah. tea towel? And it was, it was just not liking that color. No. And so I gave it the flick and then I took it outside. Because yeah. so, I don't like killing things, John. I'm a lover. Good. Not a killer. That's yeah. what I am. I am Talk is proudly brought to you by Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. And our patrons. And well, let's name a few, John. Mandy T. Mac Towler. We've got Neil the Ninja Stafford. James the Golden Goose Godek. Adam, the racing vampire, Leech. That's a good one. Yes. That is a good one. Yens, the champ, and Delman. And then we've got Andrew, the predator, Hunt. Okay, guys, in this week's show, we've got a bit of a traditional show, actually. We've got some news. We've got Hot Topic of the Week. We've got Statistic. It was a good little stats you got there. I like that one. I've got, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, my first try, and Coach's Corner's on what? We had a question in around power meters and comparing outside power to sort of what you might see on the trainer. Okay, so we're going to start with news, and the first piece of news we're going to talk about, first of all, is... Terenzo crushing it at Ironman Western Australia. That was a phenomenal result. Like, it's awesome, really, because Terenzo, Ironman-wise, has never really reached potential, has he? And I've, I've never tried to slag him off or anything. I've just said, he's, he's never done a good Ironman yeah. relative to what he can do at a half Ironman. He's one of the best in the world at half Ironman. He's won a world champs. He's been on the podium a number of times this year. I think he was, was he fourth this year? Uh, so all the talent in the world, but just never quite been able to string it together. And sometimes say at Ironman New Zealand, I remember one year he had like a five or six minute lead or something halfway on the bike mm. and you're thinking, right, this is it. And then the next thing you know, within 40Ks, Cam Brown's caught him and passed him. Yeah. Um, but no, at Western Australia, it was... Well, and this shows that it, this has always been a potential of his, isn't it? This yeah. result is that one that uh, really... Because it's like the 13th best result of all time or something like that. It's maybe even better than that. But it's like, it's a phenomenal result. Like, it, it sounds like it was a pretty fast day. Yeah. But still, to do two... I'm uh, sorry, a 7.51 and a complete all-round race too. 46 mm -hmm. swim, 14 bike. 250 run, that's a great Ironman, isn't it? It is. So it makes him the fastest ever New Zealander over the distance. Australasian. Australasian as well. Maybe beats Macca's. That. Macca's time at Challenge wrote in 2007. Uh, but also we've got to give Andy Potts some love there as well. He went 755.12, and that's a new US fastest time ever. He improved the time by 10 seconds on Andy Starkowitz, who went that time in Ironman Florida in 2013. So obviously we're focusing on Terenzo because he's a Kiwi and we're stoked for him, and he's always been knocking on the door. And uh, you know, let's just see a bit like with um, with Sanders. You know, whether we can see this transfer across to Kona. Totally different race. You know, you got the heat and everything there. And uh, you know, we got our fingers crossed, crossed that he can do it in Kona. Well, you know, the fact that Potts has pulled a, f a few top fives in Kona it kind of says that Terenzo, and, and we've probably known this is 
is a top five athlete if he can pull off this kind of result in Kona. Mm. So I think potentially, you know, one of the benefits for Terenzo this year, he's spent a lot of time apparently training with uh, Fredino, yep. as has the guy who got third there, Nick Castellan. Uh, he is an Australian dude, and he was riding with Terenzo early on. He was uh, right at the front, if not the at the front, coming out of the swim. So really good performance by him to go 8.05 as well. Um, but yeah, it was very much a Terenzo show, and a bit like, you know, you you wonder if he, he he could have gone a bit quicker. I saw his race report came through on email this morning and it did sound like he was hurting on the run, but he got to that 10k to go knowing that, you know, he was going to have to explode and, and for, for pots to catch him. So he certainly didn't say he took the foot off the pedal, but it was from that stage on, it, it was a bit more about just getting to the finish line. So he ran a 2.50 uh, and, you know, you got to wonder, he probably could have gone a bit quicker well, if, so if he had the pump on him. So, so you know, for Torenzo... Again, in the last period of time, there's been just great 70.3 athlete, mm. one, one of the best. Mm. Um, and Ironman's always been a bit of a letdown. Now, this moment here is could be a defining moment because you often talk to athletes after their career and they say, I had this one race and it clicked and after that moment, you know, mm. things came in. The thing about Trenzo is he's still only 31. Uh, he is, but his athletic age is very yeah, but, old. But he's still got many of years in front of him for Ironman. Mm, I, th I think he has, but... There's 31. When he's been a full-time athlete since probably about the age of 15. So, yeah, athletic age versus um, chronological age is, is two different things. So, yes, I think he's still got a few more good years in him. Um, but if he was a 31-year-old having been in the sport for five to ten years, uh, it'd be a different story as opposed to, to 15 years. But I totally agree. I think the headspace thing for him, I've always wondered. It just sometimes you see in the interviews whether he really wanted it that bad you know I think he kind of did Ironman because he kind of needed to it was just the impression that I got but this might be finally as you said the shackles come off and you go shit I really can do this and he rode 410 yeah he put you know his next fastest was 8 minutes behind him most of the others were 10 minutes behind him so again he's the all round athlete he's a weapon in the, in, on the bike Good strong swimmer usually would come out in the front group. Yep. And, you know, he ran 250 there, but he can run a lot quicker than that. You know, we see how fast he can run at halves. So yeah. he's a guy that, you know, is a definite contender to be in uh, on the podium in Kona if he can get things right in terms of the heat and fueling and cramping and all that sort of stuff. And what's great now is he's qualified for next year's race. Mm. So now he can go into, now he'll probably do Ironman New Zealand because it's his mm. kind of big kind of PR thing. But, but really he can now go into next year and really just co focus on Kona, can't he? Absolutely. So, great race by Terenzo, great race yeah, by Andy stoked. Potts, who, who had a yeah, bit of a disappointing Kona. Uh, so, nice work, and we'll see how Terenzo backs up one week later in Bahrain. Also, some really good racing on the girls' side of things. Uh, three girls going sub-nine. Melissa Hulschleit um, from Australia took it out. Man, did she look like in a world of pain. Her body must be broken. We interviewed her a few years ago, and she had these ribs that we thought were never going to get repaired. Mm. She seems to be constantly injured and just, you know, she's from a running background and just she was in a world of pain in the second half of that run with cramps and even coming down the finishing chute, she just about to come across the line. Her hamstring was cramping, so great effort by her to, to pull off the win at 8.54.39. Uh, but she did have uh, Maureen Half, who was only about three minutes behind her, and then Sarah Pampiano, who I think was the defending champion, uh, was only another minute back. So pretty close racing, only you know four minutes covering the top three. So anything can happen on that day, and... Uh, yeah, great effort.
just uh, accuracy of the course? Do you hit some files? It seems like well, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, look, I've got a guy who's been over there a couple of times, and I had a quick look. He raced over there at the weekend. And, uh, yeah, that's always the question when you see these fast times. But I looked at this year, he had 179 on the bike. and Which f- is I think good it was, enough. Yeah, 40. 2.1 I mean it could have been 179.9 I just yeah. saw the 179 yeah, and you're cornering and stuff like that it's, yeah. you know. and so yeah it was 42.1 on the run and I think I looked at the previous year and it was 42.2 and 180 so uh, I think in terms of accuracy it's just, it's just a fast fast course but just the bike times these days they're just ripping it on the bike absolutely ripping it yeah it's awesome isn't it? okay guys we're coming up this weekend we've got the Bahrain 70.3 but it's not a million dollar race on the line but we've got a pretty good kind of field for this race we have so Terenzo's on the start line do you uh, think he'll race he will because he's going to the Bahrain team isn't he yeah and I think that was you know it would have been difficult for him because he's you know he's sponsored by Nutrigrain which is the sponsor of our uh, 70.3 over here and Ironman New Zealand the the title sponsor for both of those races and they also sponsor Terenzo but we know that he's also with the the Bahrain team so I think it'll be for him it'll be more about an appearance you know we see a lot of the well, we see a number from the team there you got uh, Terenzo Ben Hoffman James Carnema um, Frederick Cronenberg and uh, uh, David uh, David Police and then on the girls' side of things, you have uh, no, it's not Caroline, Caroline um, Stefan, um, and you also have uh, where is she? Where is she? Because she's just got married, so it's not Jody Jody Swallow anymore. It's oh. Jody Carnama. Oh, uh, so she get married to James Carnama? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I never knew that. There you go. That's a bit uh, of goss. So pretty good, strong field there for the for the hundred um, pros. Yeah, and yeah, it's good money. Hundred thousand dollars up for grabs. Um, yeah, this got me thinking. I saw Tim Tim Reed's the number one seed, and I, you got well, Michael Raylitz there, so it should could be a really good race between those two. Uh, Trenzo is going to be tired. Don't know what sort of shape Ben Hoffman will be in. Um, he's always better over the full rather than the half. But it sort of got me thinking. You know, t- Tim Reed, he won the Asia Pacific Champs in uh, in the Philippines, and I t- forgot to mention this last week. I watched it on. I watched the live coverage when I was on the trainer the other day, and they had some footage of Caroline Stefan on the run. It was gold. She was running, and I think she was either halfway or halfway on the second lap or something like that, and she just stopped and started just jumping. Oh, really? And normally the camera would, you know, not but stay they just made the they most just of it. just stayed on it, and she was just vomiting. <laughs> and to her credit, she just... Uh, cracked on and, and I think she still won. Uh, it was it was pretty entertaining. But back to my point was, you know, Tim Reed won that. He's won the uh, the World seventy point three champs. Chances are he's got a pretty strong chance of winning this race as well. So he'll have the, the Middle Eastern champs. Wouldn't it be great? It won't happen to Ironman, but over half, if we had a bit more of a focus on the points for the series, you know, like they do with the ITU, big prize money on the offer at the end of the ITU season and with Ironman it's never going to work because you only no, race 70.3 once or twice 70.3 if you were a 70.3 athlete like a Tim Reed or someone who specialises that distance Tim Don or somebody like that you go okay shit there's, there's $100,000 on offer for series bonuses if I'm someone like Tim Don who's kind of kind of making it an Ironman but a better 70.3 athlete you go okay right I'm going to go and do you know three of three of the five championship races and so uh, do you think that they could do it like the ITU where they choose eight races that are championship you know because you're, you're right 70.3 is a much better format to have a point system which is about having lots of races where people are great whereas the point system now is just getting people to Kona hmm. for Ironman and we can't get them racing eight times a year in that distance so whereas 70.3, you could almost duplicate what they're doing in the ITU. Yeah, you just have to decide how many counting races you have, and it yeah. might be might be four, five. Well, might what's five the max 70.3? Because most of them are still wanting to do Kona. So, what do you reckon a, a top 70.3 athlete should do in a year? 
Well, I'd say a lot of them are doing about four. Okay. Um, I'd say, yeah, if they were just 70.3 athlete, they'd do a hell of a lot more than that. But I'd say four would be a fair result. You know, you think, go to the world champs and you have three other races and try to, and you really stack the points in the, in the championship races to try to get athletes to turn up to them. And, and uh, then you have a bonus system, which Yeah, and then at the end of the season, you know, you get cash bonuses. Um, the only other problem is, is the season. Yeah, but... All but if you do the championships, kind of, you know, the New Zealand late season, you did, you know, so they, they are kind of within a six-month period. Yeah, they're professional athletes these days. Again, it's a different story with Ironman, but, like, if you, again, if you, if you, if you got to choose four races, there's a lot of 70.3s during the season. And so you don't force them to go to every championship race, you know, you have the Worlds and then you have two others and maybe one other counting race or something like that. So choices if you want to follow the money you just might have to extend your season a little bit we're not really talking about it but good luck to everyone racing Tapo this weekend yes Tapo 70.3 go the Kiwis go the Kiwis who's going to win it John I think it's, I haven't had actually had a look at the start list but I, I saw the press release the other day Meredith Kessler's racing and I think on the guys side of things it's pretty much a, a Kiwi battle sort of Cameron Brown and and um, Braden Curry and, and guys like that so good luck to everybody racing Tapo okay so if just next year's season of racing we've got some new races and some are saying goodbye to but one of them is Mallorca 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 is disappearing from an Ironman to a 70.3 and John actually did some research on this one and if we look at the athlete numbers so in 2014 it was 2,500 2,015 2,3 last year 2,000 so it's having a slow decline and obviously they thought well let's pull the plug well I, I kind of think I'd be surprised if they pulled the plug because of the numbers because 2,000 is still a good yeah, size race so. so I'm thinking there must be something else there it was called the Thomas Cook Ironman um, I'm kind of wondering whether they lost their sponsors and often it's a case you know if you don't get that support from the, the regional bodies and, the, and it becomes difficult to to run the race that might be the reason because it does seem odd if you're getting good numbers 2,000 athletes you, you, if they're losing money on that, bloody hell, our sport's in a pretty dire situation. Um, so I would be surprised if it's a, it's a numbers thing. You do see that all the time. All the races around the world start on a high and then just slowly fade down. But, you know, if this race settled at, say, 1,500 to 2,000 athletes, I kind of think that's still pretty reasonable. So I, I kind of hope there's something else there that it's not just um, they need to get over 2,000 athletes at every race. So disappointing because I, I do like these races. Mallorca is a real destination. For, it's a real good, easy destination for people to get to. There's a lot of tourist flights and stuff there. And and I think what's I like end-of-season races. So we have that in New Zealand where yep. um, you have Challenge Monica and you have Taupo, which is sort of towards the tail, or basically are at the tail end of our season. And it means you can do stuff during during the season in terms of other races, whereas a lot of events um, in Europe and in America, they're smack map bang middle in the middle of summer and then you kind of do that and it kind of writes off the, the rest of summer really I suppose you need them to be qualifying for Hawaii and what yeah. have you so we're kind of in a fortunate position but it's a much nicer way to structure your season to have an end of season peak than uh, having to get up for the, for the middle of summer especially when you need to get on the bike early in the season as well so a bit of a shame to see that one going but uh, Challenge Madrid there's a new race on the calendar yeah so they're doing an iron distance race in Madrid the one thing is on the, on the run they're doing a five lap run Mm. Pros and cons to that. Yeah, pros and cons depends on the size of the field, really, yeah, doesn't it? That's the thing. If it's it's, it's if, a, if it's a decent size but not too crazy size field, it works. Mm. Mentally, I wonder. Have you ever done a five lap? No, I haven't. No, most I've ever done is three. And I did like having the three laps, other than the point you just made about it just starts to get a bit congested on yeah. the third lap. 
Mm, be interesting to see. But how it goes. sounds like a really uh, nice, challenging bike course. So you know, obviously do a three point eight k swim, and the bike league includes incredible locations uh, and passes through the famous tour of the mountains passes with the ascents to Canisia, Morseria, and Kotos. Never heard of any of them, but it's I'm um, sure it's a lovely part have of the world. Have you been to Madrid? I have very briefly. Oh, and I out. loved it. Mm-hmm. I went and spent a week, about a week there. When we did um, Kimikaha, yeah. I spent about a week there with one of my mates, Fraser, and uh, one of my favourite places in the world. Mm, great. It's the culture and food and, yeah, the Spanish are such amazing people. Um, oh, well, and that's going to be happening when? Uh, it is next year. Sorry, I haven't got a date there, but if you go to challenge-family.com, all the details will be up there. They seem to be going doing a bit more of a pushback in Europe again, don't they? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. a stronghold. Yeah. You know, in the last kind of period of time, we had a lot of releases from them about races that are coming on. And they're going a bit more to the grassroots here. Okay, John, the ranting will not stop. And I need your help from listeners here because I want to be fair to my ranting. Okay. Because I ranted on, uh, was it a Triathlete magazine for yes. saying there was a world championship, world Ironman, an Ironman world record by Lionel Sanders, which was an amazing performance. So he keeps saying that, um, but it was fact. It's not the fastest time ever. And then there was, I, I sort of gave a half um, thumbs down to I think Training Peaks for saying it was they, they had some sort of record there. And there was a couple of others that I ranted on. This week's turn is to CompuTrainer. They've said uh, train exclusively on CompuTrainer. So if you don't know, Lionel Sanders does a massive percentage of his time yep. on the CompuTrainer. And we interviewed him and in, in, in Kona about yeah, that. Was he the one who did it because he got hit off the bike a few times? Yep. Yeah. And yep. so he's basically just for safety. Mm. Yeah. And he's just. He's, an he's, he's just an axe. He's, yeah. he's, he's in the me- mentally, he's the right type of person and it's a perfect fit for tra- tra- copy trainer. So this isn't slagging off their product in any way, but it's a fact that they said... It's a PR uh, message. PR that Lionel said a new world record time is 7.44, shattering by 1 minute 29, the old record set by Marino Van Honecker. That wasn't the bloody record anyway, Yeah, as often happens in these races. Lionel exited the swim far behind the leaders by 8.15, then rode the second fastest Ironman bike split of all time with a 4.04, uh, and then finished off uh, with his run of 2.42. He does 90% of his bike training on the company trainer since starting his triathlon career. So works for him. Just saying company trainer, pull up your socks. That's piss poor reporting. have to say, it's pretty impressive he does 90% of his training on oh, the company trainer. Amazing. That is pretty amazing. And especially, like, some people do all their training on the company trainer, but they're not doing a 404 on a bike. Yeah. You know, like, to pull off... Although when we interviewed Lionel, he is a numbers man. Mm. Like he knows his number to the, like. If you go, what were you doing at, at three thirty six? You go, I was doing yeah. two twenty five watts. You know? yeah. <laughs> like he just knows everything about what he's doing. But far out, that's impressive to do ninety percent of your riding on the bike, especially the for a pro. You know, yeah. when you've got time of the day. But you know, it's a safety issue for him. And um, fair enough. You know, and he had. I think he had two crashes, hadn't he? I think he did. Yeah, he had several. Yeah, and it's so kind of fair enough. We we just. Because Bev and I live in Christchurch and we just roll out the door and we're just riding. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, do, I, we do not see a set of traffic lights on our rides. So we have some bumpy, bloody roads at the moment, but we're very fortunate. Sometimes I think we lose touch with people that actually live in cities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Far out. Imagine living in like yeah. a New York or a place like that yeah. or a big city, which is hard to get out of. Yeah. So, so CompuTrainer, we love your good product if you want to sponsor us, but we will not promote World yeah. Champion. <laughs> okay, but this is the second rant, and this is one that I almost want to rant about as well. So we got an email through from quite a few people just telling us that the the Triathlon Business International Conference... It's, been going, it's sort of an annual conference in the States, and I think they try to get everybody together to sort of discuss where the sports are, how we can work together, Opportunities. Get, get some guest speakers. So just, you know, the triathlon industry um, for, I guess, more for... 
businesses, race directors, etc. I wonder how many people they get to it. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know much. I don't know huge. Like I have heard of this in the past. Yes. Yeah. But um, you know, they're charging for a non-member eight hundred bucks US a ticket. So, mm. you know. So, anyway, uh, guess who the keynote speaker is, John? Mm. You. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's why they're eight hundred bucks <laughs> for a why, ticket. Yeah, that's why everyone's so upset. <laughs> if we if we'd had them at one hundred twenty one hundred twenty five, they wouldn't have had the guest speaker. But uh, so unfortunately, it's Lance Armstrong. And and <sighs> I'm just sitting here going, what the if yeah. are you thinking? Well, I just, uh, sometimes people just say, uh, "I just, I can't get." It. I just think, "Are you mental?" Like, the thing is, for me, Lance is Lance is what Lance is, and and his history is is what it is. And I know that he's got his own podcast now, and he's obviously trying to change his perception in, in the world and all the rest of it. And it is what it is. And you know, he's he's made a mistake, and you've got to give someone a chance to to Absolutely. move on. Does our sport need him to be a spokesperson for us? No, and, he, and, he, and he's, he's probably got some great ideas and some great insight. And, and, and I think, yeah, he, 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 I'm sure his talk would be interesting, but I just, I don't want him associated with our sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's just, I just don't get it. And I, and I just think as a marketing, marketing, if, if I was thinking, if I lived close to this, I'm thinking, I'm, I think I'll go to that. You know, this is my, I'm an event director. Yep. I can't, I think, yep, I think I'll get something out of that. That would go. I'm not going. Absolutely, yeah. But I think it, not. I think it's a it's a catch twenty two with this one because I think some people go, oh great, because like, you know, the thing is uh, in the Facebook page for this, I've on the, I went onto their Facebook page just to kind of have a look at what the general feel was, and it was it was two sides. It was people, oh he comes from triathlon, you know, this is what he's mm-hmm. all about, and then there was like dirty scum, and mm. so it was kind of it, it's one of those things that divides divides the crowd really, doesn't it? And so, um, but yeah, um. If he came to Christchurch, would you go see him? No, I would not. No, neither. Absolutely not. No. And I mean no harm to him. I'm happy for him to get on with his life and you know, raise his kids to be great kids and all that sort of stuff, but I don't want him associated with that sport. I think it's just, I just think it's negative. Yeah, well, I just don't know, like, what, you know, we are trying to bring attention to ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. as a sport. It's it's kind of, I remember there was a guy called John Digby. Digby or John whatever. Digby? Yeah, was it? No, the, the basketball coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite an outspoken. Yeah. In New Zealand, Dick Big or something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and he uh, he was he was quite an outspoken character, but quite mm. funny. Uh, he was an American guy. See, babe, Joe's taking the fudge. Look at that fudge. Oh, uh, she had a laugh. And uh, <laughs> she, um, so John Dugby, he was a woman's basketball coach in New Zealand. And let's be honest, it's a pretty small sport in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, well, my job is to coach really well, but my job is to get as much exposure for my sport as possible. And, you know, triathlon's a pretty kind of poor cousin sport. Mm. So we do need to get him as much exposure as as possible, but does Lance Armstrong do that for us? No, I don't. I don't know if it does. Uh, you know, like, but then in saying that, who would? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's maybe the argument to what I'm saying here. But um, um, to me, it's just like, is it really needed? No, you know, not necessary. No. So, do you think it's a ploy to get him back into triathlon? I certainly hope not. <laughs> I just, I just because he's got a lifetime ban, hasn't he? He has, but I think. Yeah, no, I'm not sure the ins and outs of it, but yeah. He's not welcome at the Sea to Sky Triathlon. Oh, really? Because I've actually ordered loads to come and race. And he's not welcome at the House of Travel Triathlon Festival. Anyhow. There you go. You, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure some people are upset with us because the people love Lance. We've got some sad news, guys. So last weekend, um, we got we got so many emails about this one, and, and it's it's a really sad news. So Craig Percival, now we've had him on the show, we did two or three times. Yeah, and he did. He's the guy who did the eight and eight and eight. We did eight Ironman, eight different states over eight days in Australia. In Australia, about six months ago, wasn't it? it was in, I think it was in March. Okay, there you go. March May. Um, yeah. So on Sunday night, uh, Craig suffered a massive heart attack during uh, resulting from a blood clot from a knee surgery causing respiratory issues passing into his lung. Craig, since then, Craig was in a coma to fight for his life yesterday. We learned that the damage to his brain was so severe that Craig would never wake up. <clears throat> Had an email in from Andrew Roberts, and he said, Hi, guys, I expect you know you will have heard about the tragic passing of Craig Percival. I wish the, had, I had the words to put across to you guys uh, how much of a great person Craig was. He helped play a huge role, not in only my triathlon career, but also helped me greatly during some very dark times in my life when I battled depression. He was a huge fan of I Am Talk. He was the guy that told me about you guys describing I Am Talk as a couple of crazy Kiwi guys entertaining, gave you a laugh and provided some great commentary on all things Iron Man. I would have never have done races. Uh, I would have never have done the races I got the opportunity to, such as Kona under the Legacy Program without Craig's influence. Many thanks. Yeah, and so, so we, there's a couple of things. So we kind of, as an athlete, the guy was a bit of a rock star, wasn't he? Like, so he, he, you know, he got a PB of 902. He got third at Ultraman Canada. He got four Hawaii finishes, top 10 in his first ever 100K Ultra run, 16 Ironman finishes, including three under 19. He's a bit like me, never got the sub nine. Craig, <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, also, he was an active coach since 2002. Uh, eight and eight and eight, um, as we mentioned, and also got second in Ultraman. Uh, Hawaii, where we talked about that and interviewed him one year, he had a big lead off the bike and uh, got caught on the on the double marathon run. The running wasn't his gig, but he was uh, crushing the the swim bikes. So, yeah, really, really sad day. He's got um, some fairly fairly young kids uh, and leaving behind his wife as well. Um, there was a really good testimonial that maybe we'll put that link up on the yeah, website. We'll the that the guy who I think he did the videography work for his eight and eight yeah, and eight yep. and wrote a really good piece sort of on on how much uh, Craig influences him. And you know, a couple of things I took from that, he sort of t- said not not only can do but did do. You know, with reference to a lot of the challenges he went out there, and you know, there's, we can often talk about things we'd love to do, but he actually went out and did it, such as the eight and eight and eight. Uh, he was a family man, and this guy said, you know, there was probably the highlight of the whole eight and eight and eight for him was when uh, Craig got reunited with his family, and uh, I think it was in the last or the second to last day, and to see, you know, how thrilled the kids were to see him and. Uh, uh, he said that was a pretty special moment. He was an inspiration to so many people. Um, he just made people feel good about themselves. Uh, you know, in terms of the coaching, it really sounded like he went the extra mile. And he was a huge giver. So when he did the eight and eight and eight, he raised a hundred thousand for wow. the John McLean Foundation. Um, and also in his passing, he was an organ donor. So that basically, you know, he's passed away, but someone's going to receive his heart and lungs. And so he's helped people to the very end and uh yeah just the feedback in general is yeah, just got a, a lot of feedback an awesome guy yeah. and uh always you know he had a, had a little swim shop in 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 melbourne and uh just sounded like a top bloke we obviously only interviewed him a couple of times so that's all we really knew of craig but i guess probably you know i went onto his website yesterday and there's another guy called tim who i think you know helped craig with the, the coaching was one of the coaches in his team and i think what probably summed it up for me was uh you know you go onto the website and the first thing you see is, is the hashtag that i've got on there which is be phenomenal so mm. i think that's probably you know how craig would want to be remembered and, and how he wants people to sort of uh, carry on with their lives 
Yeah, and, and it was really interesting. When we did the interview on the 8 for 8 for 8, now you must have to take off, because we interviewed him, you must have to go out the door that day, because I actually spoke to him for about 15, 20 minutes afterwards. Mm. And it was, it was a really kind of just honest conversation, and it was really cool, because one thing that, that he kind of was really honest about was that he made, you know, this 8 and 8 and 8 experience for him made him, there was almost like there was this kind of knowing the value he added to the world after this moment. Like mm. he said that, you know, within himself, sometimes he'd kind of struggled in ways and, and often that what he, you know, he'd never really allowed himself to see the impact. And the eight and eight experience, while it was much about helping other people, it made him realise how much there was kind of love and acceptance and that for him in this world. And it was, it was just, there was this kind of really powerful thing internally that came for him from that experience. And he was just really open and honest with me about it. And it was kind of like, when I heard of his death, I was, it was pretty sad. But then I was kind of like, I'm so glad that he found that place within himself and mm. saw because God, this guy added value to work to lives mm. like like mm. we can't really comprehend. And um, you know, because cheapest, we've we've had a few deaths over the years, mm. and um, and this would probably be the one that I we've got the most emails about, and just the impact that Craig had, and it was almost like the eight and eight allowed him to see to see that and mm. and the ownership of that was a really cool thing so massive loss no not just to our audience but to the triathlon world and those in australia and if we're not quite sure if there's like a give a little page well, or something is, i went onto their facebook page yesterday and uh and i think it was tim the, the guy involved in his business said they haven't got anything set up and would rather people don't set anything up yet they're gonna figure out a plan of attack so as soon as we we know that you know as i said he's got two young kids um yeah. and a wife and so they're just gonna think up Let's think of something that can you know, help them long term. So we'll let yeah. you guys know as soon as we that had happens. that at Les Mills a few years ago. We had this guy my age, um, a horrible story actually. He basically was playing for his kid at the park, accidentally tripped back and hit his back of his head and mm. died. It's horrible, and uh, it was really great because the community got behind and they managed to raise I think about seventy or eighty k, which you know mm. was big, you know really important money at that time. Mm. So um, for those who are helping out with that side of things with Craig, let us know and we'll let the audience know as soon as that's ready to go. So just our thoughts, our prayer, prayers, and our love goes towards his family and hopefully they've got lots of support around them right now and um, one thing you guys can know is that your your dad your husband your, that man in your life made a big impact on many people's lives so there you go jumbo sponsor extreme endurance okay tell me about it keep it if you're on facebook which i know a lot of you guys are never never <laughs> uh to get onto the facebook page because I was, I was scrolling through the yesterday and if you want to keep it keep an eye on for some specials uh that is, that is the place to be. Uh, so get on their Facebook page. I know it's like on, what, what's this big sale day they have over there? Just last Black, Friday. Black Friday. Black Friday. Isn't it around, what's the, what's the um, Thanksgiving? I think it's Black Friday's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was like spend 50 bucks, get 50% off and oh, things wow. like that. So Black Friday special, 25% off. So we have our promo code that's uh, that's running all the time, both on the US site and the European site. I am Talk 10, get you 10% discount off. Uh, but keep an eye on their Facebook page and sometimes that might be superseded, but otherwise use that. So then not only do you get a deal, but also they know that uh, you got it through, through I am Talk. And also if you're looking for some Christmas gear, um, if your partner happens to be into triathlon, then uh, they've got some new apparel out on there, some sweats, you know, oh, nice, nice sweatshirts yeah. and nice sort of sweatpants and stuff. So get on there, get your extreme endurance in terms of uh, reducing your 
muscle pain, improving your performance and looking good whilst getting yourself a good deal. So check it out, xendurance.com and remember the promo code IMTALK10. Yep, we get lots of feedback from many of you guys saying it's it's a great product and you really enjoy using it and get lots of value from it. So check it out, xendurance.com. Okay, Jonbo, last week's discussion, we were talking about what's the worst triathlon gear you have ever bought. And, and I've got to be honest, there's one product that got a little bit of a hard time and I've changed my mind on that product. So, <laughs> yeah, because I was a bit like everyone else. So Fuel Belt got a little bit of a hard time. Everyone, a lot of people said to Fuel Belt, uh, yeah. And I, I don't really use a Fuel Belt very often. I'd only ever really use it in Kona. Um, but when I do use it, I find them quite useful. But they are little bottles. Um, well, well, so like, yeah, so um, quite a few people came through. I can't, I'm not going to name everyone. But the Fuel Belt definitely seemed to be one of the ones where people are like, mm, a bit of waste of money and annoying. Mm. And I used to, because I bought my Fuel Belt for my first Ironman. Mm. And I was a bit like, yeah, annoying. And then last year, in my longer runs, I started to use it again. Mm-hmm. And it was a godsend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, I, I was like, why haven't I used this more? Because, you know, like, if you run in a place like where we live, you, you run to nowhere. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're getting water and getting stuff like that. So I've actually, I was the person who kind of thought Fuel Belt wasn't really my thing. Now, it, it seems to divide. But I've changed my mind. I actually use it on a long run. I'll use it a bit, lot now. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're gold. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So I'm, I've changed my mind. Um, Arnold Sulikov, he says a power meter. I may be the only one, but this is the most. It, what's annoying me is that it didn't take in the picture of your daily level of fitness. If you're having a bad day, it can ruin your week. People spend more time uploading their data than training. And for us in Singapore, where the six-hour ride can include 50 to 80 stops because of lights of traffic, it means nothing. Arnold, you're living in the past. Get with it. The power meter is the best thing I've ever gotten. It's the best thing most people get. Keep getting power meters, people. <laughs> well, but, but there is that factor of I, you, but you I, become I, too numbers-centric. Absolutely. I'm taking the piss. I absolutely get that people are becoming too addicted to the numbers and they start losing their, their toys. Of, oh, we haven't got power and stuff. But for me, for, for me as an athlete, it's been the best tool I've ever got in terms of enabling me to push harder on the bike and, uh, and push Make harder all the way through sessions. Um, for racing, yes, you need to be tuned into your body and to know, you know, um, if I don't have a power meter there, I know what sort of intensity to, to push. Um, but, and for me, for the athletes that I've worked with, and if you live in Singapore and you've got 80 stops, then it's a totally different story. But in terms of doing intervals when you're not having to stop all the time, uh, it's a, it's probably the most effective coaching tool I've got. Have you, have you Did you download the app from last week? No, I haven't yet. Oh, I downloaded it. But I did mean to. Yeah, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about it. Because the problem with that is you, you need kind of like at least a week, but probably more like a month starter before you really mm-hmm. get value from it. But I've been doing it. My, my average heart rate in the morning is 42. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the top percentile of my age group. It's oh, it's all a competition, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even listen last week. They said, your numbers are your numbers. It means nothing No, because what they else. do, John, is they give you an average compared to your age. And I'm, hey, I'm right up the top. I, just can't, I can't help it. Um, okay, we've got um, swim pedals from Adrian O'Brien because my local pool won't allow them for health and safety. <laughs> and then James Peltel has got ridiculousness. Oh, no, that happens. I've been in the UK and... Was it swim paddles or flippers I wasn't allowed to use because they were splashing a bit I too get, much? I get the, if you get hit in the arm, oh, yeah, that hurts. hurts. Yeah, yeah that, that's not a good one. Um, okay, you, your next Matt, one. Matt Tench, massive dual chamber profile between the um, bar bottles. Heavy, destroyed handling. Also, the official mount was unable to take the weight with the extensions fitted. Yeah, so I do. I agree. I, I mean, well, I, I like it's it? a profile bottle, oh, but yeah. I think it's the the, 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 got that the, bottle, the big yeah. one. Um, you definitely notice a big difference when you have that bottle up the front. So not good. Oh, I know. Aerodynamically, it's better to have it there. 
it's more practical. I use it, and I, I will continue to use it. Just but the, the bigger ones were, um, were 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 even more of a hindrance. But they certainly do affect your handling. And if I was doing a technical course, I don't think I'd use it. Well, go on, Ravens. A bit of a comedy gold here. Try bike. Total waste of time compared to my unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> gold. <laughs> Good old Lou DiGiuseppe. Um, the Never Reach Hydration System. This is a blast in the past. The Never Reach. Um, the big bladder that sat behind your seat with a bite valve system. So you had the bag. It was like a wetsuit material bag that sat under your seat. This is like, we're talking the 90s, early 90s. Yep. And then you had a tube that sort of came th- up. And the tube was literally like tubes on your bike, wasn't it? Yeah, and then you came up and you had to bite it to get uh, stuff and they, they never seemed to work and they sounded like they exploded and all that sort of stuff. Got old Colm, C-O-L-M, how does that one? Colm? Colm. Colm. Casey, the original Polar Power Meter. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That, that was, was a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> that was a disaster. Uh, Patrick Chalmers, the old Blue 70 speed suit. And I think there's no, no need to name brands there because we love Blue 70. <laughs> I think I had that one. Any, no, any speed suit that you bought and then they changed the rules. Oh, and so then you couldn't use it. Okay. So I, I've got a, a speed suit as well. And it's, they're not just Blue 70. That's all of them. When they change the rules, you go, that is a completely pointless piece of equipment that I will never use again. Okay, Joseph Moorhole's got waterproof jacket, rain, hail, snow, hurricane, it doesn't matter. The thing is cooking me five minutes into the harshest run or 15 minutes into the most torrential ride. So no no, no point. <laughs> uh, what else did I get? Did, you get, the, did you get the seat one? Who had the seat one? I was at the moving seat. That was a long time ago. Yeah, who had that? Um, we have your, your Lawrence... Uh, Lawrence Gay, totally agree, fuel belt. There's another fuel, grout, fuel belt there. Sam Brown was saying fuel belt. Gorin Raven said, try bike. Total waste of money compared to my unicycle. You just said that one, didn't you? Maybe yep. I should listen to you. Yeah, well, yeah, same <laughs> thing, yeah. Um, the beeper thing, you swim under with your swim cap to oh, keep so your cadence. Like a, like a metronome type thing. Marshall? I've got one of those. It just sat on my desk for so long. Have you ever used long. it? I think I used it once and I, yeah, I would like to. I just haven't got around to it. The Duncan Penfold, I bought a pair of compression shorts that have pockets for frozen inserts for that ice bath feel. The material was so thick, that, so the cold feeling didn't really get through, and the inserts were so tiny that it was like cold for five minutes. Oh, I remember those. I thought they were a good idea at the time, but oh, I never got well, any. Duncan, Duncan experimented, and he said he wasted his money. Yeah. So there we go. So, uh, John, you? Well, I'll, I'll go with Arnold Silikoff. Uh, a power meter was the initially was the biggest yeah. waste of money. What was the money. one you bought that was came out? Well, I'm not going to say off now. They might have a really good brand now. I don't no, know. No, but, but back in the day. Yeah, I got an Ergamo one. Yeah, the Ergamo, that was it. Yeah. And so that it went was... It was orange, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it just didn't work properly. <laughs> <laughs> and whether it was... Uh, that, that one, I think you did have to be very careful with the installation. If you didn't get it right, it wasn't working properly. And, and you, had to re, you had to recalibrate it all oh, the time, just, didn't you? It was just a waste. It was in the very early days of power meters, and I'm... This is just a complete waste of time. Okay, Jamie Swanson. Swanston. Seat shifter. The youngest of us are going to go look back at this one. Mike Pig used one, so thought oh, yeah. I must need it. Bought it in Kona in 1990. Used it twice and sold it on. Yeah. <laughs> so, me, what was my biggest waste of money? My biggest waste of money. Something I bought and then kind of thought straight away that was a waste of money. I can't remember. I, I, I was always pretty conservative of <laughs> the things I was going to buy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have anything, to be honest. Mm. Bento box. Oh, you use bento box a bit. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea, and then maybe just put it mm. in a boot pocket. Yeah, you know, so that was yeah. that was a bit of a waste of money. Yeah, that's a bit of really. 
Okay. Yep. I was fuel belt, but I changed my mind. Yeah. Right. I actually like it nowadays. Now, if you've got a better idea for this week, Bevan, uh, feel free to, to bring it up. But I thought uh, Christmas is coming and we don't want to leave it till the last minute. Nope. Best triathlon gifts under $100. Okay. There we go. You know what I, I want to, I'd like to do is five years after the fact, what has been proven to be this wrong? Or, you know, like, so like, this is an, uh, it's, uh, but look at the history of, this is more the philosophies that have been proven to be wrong five years later. So like barefoot running five years ago, the future, we're all going to be running with no shoes mm. on. You know, it, that was all the talk. Who does barefoot running now? I still like doing a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I would like to do more, but. Yeah, but it's not the topic that, no, no. you know, it's not the revelation that everyone Absolutely kind of thought it was going that. to be. And it'll be an interesting t- discussion to go, if you think of your time in triathlon, what have been those philosophies that when they came out, everyone was jumping on board mm. and then five years after the fact that it was kind of either a joke or didn't really go on. Dave Stanley, what do you think you're on about here? here it's going to be controversial here, but extreme endurance. <sighs> you obviously have not been taking it correctly. Yeah, Hand up. on heart, that is the one nutritional supplement that I've ever t- taken that, I've, that has actually worked. And I go, Shit, that's actually worked. What about cocaine? So, sorry, can't <laughs> say I've tried that. So, so there you go, Dave Stanley. I'm afraid he you're the, disagrees. You're the, you're the bell curve, and you're that one out to the extreme left. Works for everybody else, just not you. To the extreme, like a like a candle. Okay, music. Here we go. Oh, we don't do music for sets, sister. Yeah, we get some music on. Okay, we haven't had your show. Okay, um, stop. <laughs> Coach's Corner. Okay, John. So we've got a question here from George Renell. George Renell. Okay, question and answer. I recently did my FTP 20-minute time trial testing, and I was happy to see a 329-watt result during that session. Solid effort. I'm pretty sure that's the same number I got before Kona. So nice work. Mate, you are killing it. If you can keep up with the coach, <laughs> standards. Uh, regardless of how excruciating and painful that was, I'm wondering if you have any experience in regards to FTP difference between a road time trial and a turbo trainer session. Are these two comparable? Would you say that an indoor session is X percentage less wattage than an outdoor one? Are there any studies regarding this? Thanks in advance. Kia ka. If anybody knows any studies about this, I'd be really interested to see them. So my advice is come, going to come off anecdotal evidence um, based off myself and athletes that I coach. But if uh, if there are studies out there, I'd be really interested to see them. So um, Bevan brought up before that uh, that little HRV yeah. app that we were talking about. And I think one of the main things that came out of last week, as I said to Bevan, was... Your zones, your zones. So I think that's really important. Don't go comparing them against other people. So that's the first point I want to make. Unless you're really low on, on the Unless comparison. Unless you're really low. Because I'm, I'm really low. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 
but typically what I see with a lot of athletes is you often around about 5% lower when you're on the trainer as opposed to the to the road. Now, what's really important to understand, and this is where I've been playing around with a bit recently, is if you've got a smart trainer, so a Wahoo kicker or a um, compu trainer or um, what's the tax Neo or something like that, if you're in erg mode, it's significantly different if you're j to just standard mode. And what that means, so erg mode basically forces you to ride a certain power output. If you're in standard mode, it's just got the resistance on there and you can kind of choose what um, what sort of effort you want to put in. So for example, you know, if I'm doing a, an FTP set, say I'm doing 7 by 5 minutes the FTP, and say my FTP is set at 300 watts, what you find... Uh, on the kicker is if I've got a, it forces me to ride 300 watts it's significantly harder for me to do that than if I put it into standard mode where I can kind of choose what sort of cadence and, and I've got to kind of get the effort up so I think that's a really important thing uh, and differentiating factor between the smart trainers and uh, and just riding a, either a standard trainer or in standard mode so that's probably the first difference um, as I said usually I find around about 5% uh, up to 5% difference so some people a little bit less, usually often not much more than that. Um, the other thing to, to remember when you're going to your indoor sessions is be very mindful of what your heart rate's doing indoors. Uh, so in the winter, this is quite often not such a massive issue, but if you're doing trainer sessions in the summer or you live in a hot climate, if you don't have some serious fan action going on, your heart rate is going to go through mm. the roof in terms of riding at a set power. So output. you get people in there and cheering you? Yes, fan action. Yeah, Come fan on. action. Okay, I was focused. I was focused. <laughs> Come on, that was a good choice. You were throwing me off there. So you need uh, some wind turbine fan action going oh, on. Okay. And the Holy Hammer was a good example of that. I think he was doing some reps last year, and I think they were either five-minute reps or ten-minute reps, and he was sort of asking me, you know, what what's going on here? And you sort of look at them, and then he went and got a fan, and the following week, you know, his heart rate stayed down significantly mm. because he was this able to keep a little body. bit cooler. So that's a big impact. If you're going, I'm going to do seven by five minutes at 300 watts, um, your heart rate's going to progressively go up and it's going to be uh, a lot harder than it should be. So factor that in when you're moving in, inside. And also remember that there is going to be a difference quite often between bikes. So it might be that you've done your time trial outside on your TT bike and then you go inside and if you've got, say, an old roadie or something set up in there, again, you might see some differences in there. So it's important that you have, obviously, and this is going to start to get, sound like it's more confusing than what it perhaps is you know you're gonna have a set of zones when you're out on the road when you're on your TT mm, bike what, well no that's what I was gonna ask you because it's kind of if there is a difference then does it mean there's a difference to the way I'm going to train yeah so you just need to adjust adjust the zone slightly and so I always give try to give zones rather than an exact number is you know have, have a bit of a zone so when you're out on the road you might be at the upper end of that zone and then when you're on the, the, the trainer bike you know you might be at the, the lower end of the zone so for example if, if, if you're doing uh, if your FTP is 300 watts then when you're out on the, the road and you want to do some FTP reps then you might be sort of sitting 300 to maybe up to 310 watts when you're on the trainer you might sort of be 290 to, to sort of 300 watts so give yourself a bit of a bit of a range there and and that also allows for sort of daily fluctuations and effort and not beating yourself up too much. You know, Arnold made that point before about people having power meters and being tied down to them. And if, you, if you're two watts off, it's like the end of the world. Give yourself a bit of a zone and that sort of accounts for your, your daily fluctuations and mood, energy, etc. So, you know, I, I was doing, uh, what was on Sunday? I was doing three by 15 minutes at... Um, 
FTP. And my first one, I, I wanted to be sort of hitting around 305-ish watts. And the first one, you know, I had a few interruptions. It was a bumpy road and there was quite a few corners and stuff. And so I was only about 285, 290 watts. And I was like, well, it's kind of close enough. So just, just don't be too anal about your numbers. Um, and then to complicate it even further... It will be slightly different when, you, when you're climbing as well, but we'll maybe cover that uh, a different day. But in summary, you're often up to about 5% difference when you're on the indoor trainer. Make sure that you do have the fan action, both in terms of the wind turbine and the crowd support when you're on the trainer. Nice. And, uh, and you just factor in that your, your, your zones, uh, you know, have some zones there rather than exact numbers. And final point, if you are on a smart trainer, realise that it is uh, quite a bit harder when you're on erg mode as opposed to standard mode. If, uh, this is a stupid question. And I'm no really such thing as a stupid question, well, Devin. You're about did, to didn't you go to one. school? If you could afford to... Pay to have fans every training session. Again, okay, stupid question. Do you think you'd be a better athlete? Um, well, this is this is sort of veering on that topic that you had last week. Well, not last week, but you often bring up always train with music. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not uh, saying always train with music. I'm saying I train better with music. Yes, you do, and I I will never dispute that. I'll say, yep, you will be able to probably hit higher intensities with that, but you'll lose maybe a little bit of mental mental focus that you might gain by not having music that you'll need to use on race day so I guess to answer your question if you have fans there you should probably perform better because your heart rate will stay a little bit lower um, but sometimes it's good to make yourself be a little more uncomfortable so for this morning we were swimming at Pioneer Pool it was a little bit chilly and it was a bit hard to, to get going some of the time and I was thinking oh come on I want to be going a bit quicker than this but sometimes it's nice to get some curveballs thrown at you rather than just having everything sort of going perfectly so go out train when it's windy as shit Go out training in the wind and uh, don't just go on your trainer. I'm not telling you to go and ride in the snow and shitty weather, but often a lot of people go, oh, it's windy, I'm not going to ride my bike or I'll go inside. Get out in the wind. Get amongst it. Fight, fight the fight team. Exactly. Fight the fight. Okay. Um, sponsor. Athlinks.com. Well, John, but if you want to go to athlinks.com, you can look at lots of stats. And we're going to say bye-bye to Mallorca. 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 How do you get Mallorca out of that? Spanish. Yeah, that's why. Don't pronounce the uh, don't pronounce the L's. Just oh, don't they? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Tom Brash is saying John Key's five out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tragedy in New Zealand. First, it was a bloody flag that didn't get through. Yeah. Then we got oh no, it's worldwide tragedy. Brexit bloody happens. Yeah. Donald Trump. The Americans have an interesting. Debatable. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go into the politics there. But in New Zealand, our prime minister resigned yesterday, and he's. He, he will go down as one of our best ever prime ministers, whether you well, like it or not. the most popular by country mile. Yeah. You know, no one's been just, as popular as And that's a stat. Uh, I'm sure that they'll be able to pull up. But he just resigned. It was out of the blue. Yeah, it really it was, was out of the blue. It was. Hmm. Do you know one of my clients? Word of him. Well, do you know... When, I a, when he did currency. Yeah. Well, yeah. I used to have a girl who came to me for a few programs and it was his sister. Oh, really? Hmm. Did you get some inside goss? I didn't, but I was sort of. You, you, she you only came for a couple of programs. So I was thinking, well, let's see if we can get some influence <laughs> down there first. Yeah. Anyway. More funding for triathlon in New Zealand. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, I wonder if John Key's on athlinks.com. He might be now. now I, that that, that's was that I was teaching last night, and that was my joker saying he's quick because he wants to become an aerobics instructor. Yes. They got a few laughs in my class. Yeah. Because yeah, imagine if he came. Because I was saying, once you like Barack Obama, John Key, there's certain jobs they can't do. Like, yeah. John Key can't become an aerobics instructor, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's no way. Or Barack Obama can't be selling ice creams on the side of the street, you know? Right. You're kind of limited in your life, you know, what you could do after the fact. But maybe John Key loves body attack. He maybe does. And all he wants to do is teach body attack. But if he does it, 
credibility. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Athlinks.com, I thought, well, Ironman Mallorca's gone, and uh, you know, further down the track, you might be able to get their results, I'm sure. They'll just sort of disappear, and it'll go off into the big big black hole. Thankfully, everything will be up on Athlinks.com, so it's one of these things. When races start disappearing, make sure you've got your results up on Athlinks.com, and I thought, let's do a bit of a tribute to Ironman Mallorca. And what was interesting was I was scrolling through trying to find, see who the first uh, Athlinks finisher was, it was Alan Kenny from Ireland. He crushed it. Uh, Kenny, nine oh two. He ran, swam an hour, rode four fifty five, and ran two fifty seven. That's killing it. That but, is um, killing. Then I scrolled down, and what was funny was, and the and the female was no, no, if, uh, scrolling down further. In thirty sixth place was uh, Jens Dalman in uh, nine ten, and then I thought. That name rings a bell, and I looked at the show notes that I'd prepared earlier today, uh, and he was one of our patrons at the top of the show. Oh, look at that. Jens Dalman, the champ. The champ. He went, uh, he swam, and I bet I probably, he must have won some races because he went 59 minutes swim there. He rode 4.52 and ran 3.13 for a 9.10. According to athletes, only seventh in the age group. Bloody hell. 19 and you're only seventh. That's 35 to 39. That's pretty impressive. What's cool about this? Is like, like I'm looking at the top female person, <coughs> person <laughs> to win to run this race, Kim Senna, and you can go and geek out on them. So Kim, she's got the Athlinks photo. She's done 84 races on Athlinks, John. Mm. But her her average Ironman time is or PR is 10:22. So Mallorca wasn't a great race for her. She, the, she probably would like to at least do the sub 10, sub 11, sorry. So, um, you know, so. Whereas Alan Kenny, he had really nice progression when you look at his. Uh, been, he went to all three IMA Mallorcas, went 902 in his last attempt, which was uh, September this year. And then the previous year, he went 912, so he had a 10 minute improvement. And the previous year before that, 928. Well, if you go if you go back to good old, who am I, who am I talking Oh, Kim here. She's got she's gone back to nineteen ninety seven, John. Detroit nice. Thanksgiving Parade Turkey Trot ten K. Oh, beautiful. She did a a fifty three for ten. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. But her fastest ten, that's what you can do here, John, is forty four point nineteen. Alan so. Kenny's fastest marathon. <laughs> here we go. So you can get his fastest marathon is. Wait a second, so he's done a nine oh two. Yeah. And okay, and I didn't actually hear your splits. I'm gonna say two forty two. Two thirty-five. Oh, I beat you, John. <sighs> and one fifteen half marathon. I think I've, I think I've run faster than that. You do because when you run the Christchurch, yeah, yeah. you do one fifteen. Yeah, so you probably run faster than that. Yeah. Andrew Black did a one thirteen in Christchurch. Yeah, that's a good effort. Yeah, because he wasn't an Uber runner. Yeah, that one season he went well. Yeah, that's a mm. good effort. Mm. There you go, athletes dot com. If you if <laughs> he race, had one season. <laughs> <laughs> he, he took a while to mature and then he, he was on fire yep. uh, athlinks.com keep all your results up there especially as races are disappearing at a rate of knots these days new races at a rate of knots <laughs> okay my first try Sam Hicks sent this through after a few weeks now just one thing when you send us go to a new website you can send it on there which is great but we don't get the email so we're not going to respond to it so we do get them just so you know because often I respond to people who actually email the show but anyway after a few weeks of solid training for my first sprint distance I was Pumped for my first race, I racked up my bike and set up and transitioned perfectly and then went out what was for my traditional warm-up run. Anyway, the briefing came and went and my age group was starting in the second wave, so I waited on the beach and saw what I thought was the first wave start. I continued to waiting and then going and chatting to a spectator that I knew hadn't started for age, hadn't seen for ages. It wasn't until the official came and asked why, what 
I wasn't, why I wasn't in the water yet, and to which I answered, I'm waiting for the second wave. She informed me it started five minutes ago. Mm. That is not a good thing. So I raced in the water trying to play catch up the whole race and end up coming second in my age group. Oh! Five minute oh. gap in a sprint triathlon. Oh, stoked. As a keen distance runner, I love running tr- racing tries to keep some of my winter base. As a Christchurch boy living in Adelaide now, it's great turning up and listening to your boys' shows. Keep up the good work. That's, that's to get second... And to have started five minutes behind. Solid effort. Also, sharpen up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the race director's instructions. Exactly. And don't gossip, although it sounds like something like I would have done. Yes. So there we go. So well done, Sam. You rock. Okay, Jombo, I've just got one little question and answer. Questions and answers. How say that last name? Ian Blaycock. 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 I'll see what Apple says. Let's see what Apple says. Here we turn up the volume. Blaycock. Blaycock. Okay. I don't think it is that. No. Play our clock. So anyway, one thing I've been talking about recently is for those of you who are on the Android device, John and I, we're such Apple geeks. And uh, so if you are on Android device, I'm just not sure how you get podcasts nowadays. And so good old Ian... Blacklock <laughs> sent it through and he just said I heard a few episodes uh, no one had helped you out Bevan thank you very much Ian for coming to, to the support here or oh, everyone who listens is an Apple geek like yourself cannot recommend the app podcast Republic high enough it's free you can search for awesome podcasts okay maybe add Iron Talk uh, you can subscribe set and forget no Iron Talk email required podcast will download automatically you can set up the app to only download when connected to Wi-Fi if you want if you want to go for a long run it can still long enough to listen to one of Bevan and John's really long interview questions you can also stop the podcast and it'll pick right up where you left off the next time you started automatic pauses when you receive phone calls specific uh, specify mass, maximum storage space for downloads if you want you can set up delete episodes once you've listened to them I do like that because the Apple one doesn't have that okay so recently I was running out data and I got lots of data on my phone. I was like, what's all that about? My podcast had like 20 gigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, set to automatically delete the oldest downloads if running out of space and other functions as well. So it's a really good one. And he actually sent through another one and saying uh, there was other pop- popular apps in the Google Store. Podcast Addict sounds good from the reviews with over 5 million downloads. Uh, but I've never had a problem with Podcast Republic. So, so Podcast you, Republic is yep. what you want to download. Check it out if you're on Android. Android. There we go. Uh, John, we've got some nicknames. We have got. You got to think up one for for that first one. Second one was actually our my first try um, submission from this week. Sam Hicks. And I was thinking Sam Hicks. He's a Christchurch lad. He said, which is uh, doesn't live here anymore. He's got, he's in Adelaide, and I think the Black Cats are playing in Adelaide today. Oh, what happened that night? Yeah, we got our pants pulled down, John. We did. Kind of expected, but. Uh, we hopefully, hopefully we'll come back today. Sam Hicks. So I was thinking Hicks, Chick Hicks. Do you know where Chick Hicks is from? Don't even know who Chick Hicks is. Chick Hicks is one of the cars in the movie Cars. You know the character. Oh, uh, animation, uh, okay. Wait a movie. second. It so was Hot Water Springs or something. Well, no, that's the name of the movie Cars. No, but isn't where, where they live? They oh, live Hot Water in. Springs. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, Sam Hot Rod Hicks. Nice. Hot Rod. Nice. Yeah. Good. There you go. I've got one, John. Yeah. So who have I got? Matthew Jones. Now, Matthew Jones. Oh, I thought it was John's. <laughs> that changes it all. <laughs> oh, but, but I'll still go with it. I thought it was Matthew Johns, and then I thought Andrew Johns is a rugby league player. Well, there's Matthew Johns as well. Well, back it up. I'll let my, my train of thought happening here. So I thought Matt, uh, um, Andrew Johns, and he's Joey. Yeah, he wasn't name. really named after him, though. He was he's he's been, he's great, one of the greatest players of all time, but of an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a drinking problem. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> no, but didn't he like, end up in, uh, 
in a corridor somewhere with his pants down or something. Oh, you like he's got a big drinking problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, literally yeah. speaking. I'm not sure if that's the case anymore, but he was one of those guys who didn't know when to stop. Yeah. Uh, then his brother, Matthew Johns, who wasn't as much of an athlete as him, but a very entertaining character. Mm. And so he's quite a big name. And for those in Australia, you know who he is. But for those around the world, you won't probably know who he is. And he's, he's basically a household name in Australia and media now. So he had mm. a good league career. And then he's, and he's just funny. But he had this character... I don't know what the character's name was, but it was Bring Back the Biff. Remember that guy? John's just sculling a glass of water. Bring Back the Biff. He had this character, which right. was kind of like an old school character. Yeah. And it was like, Bring Back the Biff, you know, we'll bring back old school yeah, fighting yeah. and yeah. stuff. They had to get rid of it because kids wanted to fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you are Matthew, Bring Back the Biff Jones. Bring Back the Biff. There we go. So yeah. if you want to be a patron of I Am Talk, or you go to www.iamtalk.me. You'll check out our new website. Thanks to the patrons. And uh, you can just go on there and it's all rock and roll from there. That's a Christmas gift under $100. You give people patronage to I Am Talk and they'll get their nickname. And let's be and honest. Matthew, yeah. Matthew, bring back the Biff Jones, is loving this right now. He's probably getting his wife over or his yeah. partner over. Come over here, listen to this. Listen <laughs> not, to this. I hope he's not bringing back the Biff with his wife and partner. No, let's, <laughs> let's not go there. No. We do not encourage domestic violence. No. Um, so there we go. So. So if you want to become a patron, www.imtalk.me and you can't go wrong. Jombo, what's the sponsors? Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And Athlinks.com. Uh, and Extreme Endurance. <laughs> You're right there. It does work. Whoever was it, Dave? Dave, sh- sharpen up. Give it another try. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and our patrons. <laughs> what made you laugh so much here? <laughs> uh, patrons, you can get a cool nickname as well. I reckon, Christmas. We, we, Oh yeah, Christmas presents. And so remember, if you if you come in at the ten buck a, a month level, you oh. get an I am Talk swim cap. Oh, so they the get ho- a cap as well, a swim cap. Yeah. And the Holy Hammer should have had his this morning because he was down swimming. And I, I said, Holy Hammer, that water's. He said, How's warm? How warm is the water? And he jumped in and goes. Vroom. I said, You should have had your I am Talk cap on there, Murray. Right. Yeah. Uh, Insulation. And if you come in at the twenty dollars a month, oh. so cough coffee a week time, then um, then you get the I am Talk beanie as well, icebreaker beanie. If you guys, have, you still haven't bought one around for oh, me. I have. You've just no, you have not because I, I do love the icebreaker. Beanies. Okay. They're really good I'll beanies. Especially for running. Mm. So if you're going into deep dark winter, get yourself a beanie. And icebreakers. They're good sh- quality. Merino wool. Did you, did you see my deal on that one? Sorry? Because <laughs> they're not cheap. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, we there's always, if John buys anything, you know there's a deal. We reward our patrons. <laughs> you know there's a deal. Okay, John, Boy, what's your goss? What's my goss? Um, we're gonna have. We need some more patrons because. Oh, here we go. We're gonna have to have a chocolate allowance because the the the, the theme is continuing. That my Tuesday bike rides have been going quite well. And there's one. There's one. There's a catalyst, isn't there? Yes. So we're gonna have to have some more chocolate today. Yeah. I went out and did my forty minutes FTP um, last week, and that went quite well. Yeah. Got to go out and do a bit more today. A little bit worried today. My legs are oh, feeling a little bit sore. Ran a bit. You know, ran with the fillinator last night, and legs are a bit sore. So I had a swim this morning. So. I'm t- Need something to get me going for today. Did you smash it last night? And uh, we just run the hills, do an hour and, hour and a half in the hills. Mm. Next week, I'll do a one hour FTP effort. So uh, I'll be doing that. Won't be doing that on Tuesday. Other than that, Bevan, um, Sunday Christmas. Thomas, done yeah, Christmas shopping? Yeah, we're all still on Christmas shopping, all done and dusted. Oh, done and dusted? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Belinda, that's a good is, Belinda does pretty much, pretty much everything, so I haven't really done much <laughs> at all. Uh, I had my first t- defeat to Thomas in the pool. What do you mean? He, he so the, he has some fifty meters, and I some hundred meters. Oh, and, nice! That's uh, a good challenge. And he had his first victory, so I think I I think I did about a one twenty five, and he had a good five meters on me. So um, so, that so was good. what what happens now? Uh, I just need to go a bit harder. So I mean, the one twenty five is not gunning it for me. Yeah. 
but I, so I should be, you know, but this is off a zero warm up. Um, so I'll just, if I get down to 120, that might push him. So we'll, uh, now he's swimming lessons. Yeah, look, I mainly coach John swimming lessons. Oh, at the go, we'll go back into a next term. Yep. Uh, they're not cheap swimming lessons, are they? They're not. Oh. No, and he's progressed well under my tutelage. <laughs> does he still listen to you? He does. How old is Thomas now? He is nine. Wow. Mm. And going away to Sydney this weekend for the weekend with my lovely wife. Oh, no, back no, it up and tell no me about this one. No kiddies. So just going over. She Friday. had a shopping weekend last weekend, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, it was a shopping day in Auckland. Uh, Did she beat up a storm? No, she didn't. Wow. Was it? discrepancy on the credit card that I saw this morning. I'm like, who spent that money there? Who spent that money? In Auckland. Yeah. Okay, wait. So you guys Sydney, what, Friday? Go, yep, she'll work Friday morning, go straight to the airport, hit up the Coro Club, go out to Sydney Friday, Saturday, Club Because I've got the same card as you now. I haven't got the Coro Club. I've got a different card. No, you pay, you pay for it. What card you got? Coro Club card. Have you got the Coro Club card? Yeah. Oh, because I've got the New Zealand Airpoints one. Yeah, no, I've got a Coro Club card. You pay for that. Uh, go Friday, stay Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come back early Monday. It's going to be great. Oh, nice. Then what's the plan? Uh, we're staying in Manly. Going to just have a day probably in the big smoke and have dinner in town. And then Sunday will just be sort of beach day and chilling out. So just a highly recommend getting having time away from your ch- kitties. It's great. Kids are great. Yeah, you need to reconnect time. If you haven't time. had time away, sort your shit out. <laughs> There's your relationship advice. You get everything on the show. You get, I think I what was your kids. nutrition advice of the day? This is raging. I, I'm not right, shitting right. you. I tell you. It's the biggest trend on Twitter right now. I'm not shitting you. I've had quite a few email pe- people email what me. Was it, what was your tip again? Eat less. <laughs> <laughs> and people are going, I'm hearing you. And I practice what I preach. You just go, because you're natural, especially when you've, for, uh, uh, you've been an athlete for a long time. It's just... You just eat lots. I and, don't, and I don't. Look, yeah. it's always the same way. And it's just eat less. Eat less. There you go. It's I, fine. It's I really think we should market this book. I think we should. Eat less. Open the page, page one. Eat less. Yeah. 50 blank pages. At the end, told you so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Right. How's it going for you? It's going all right? It is, actually. You, so you can, you can eat less. Yes. And you can still train well. You just need to eat a little bit less. And a lot of it is, again, if, we, if I bring it back to the science side of things, the, um, you know, with... Bob Sieberhaar's stuff, you know, periodizing your eating a little bit. Um, on your on, on my light days, I'm really trying hard to eat quite a bit less. I'm not if I go for a swim in the morning, I'm going to go to the training that day, eat less. Do you know, John? I, this, you're just speaking it's my philosophy because yesterday I do two and a half hours exercise, extra bit of toast in the morning. I have carbs, John. I'm a yeah. criminal in this today's world, yeah. and I have an afternoon. I have because Joe makes these beautiful date chocolate balls. I always say, suck them, my chocolate, salty balls. Yeah. Have you, do you know that from South Park? No. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and so I always say that. But then on yesterday, I put a peanut butter on it as well. Mm, uh, but today, peanut butter, plenty of fat there. You got to get the. I, I did buy you a jar of peanut butter a while ago, but <laughs> I ended up eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring you up a good jar of peanut butter. Peanut butter and my beanie. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Sharpen up. Um, anything else? No, Bevan, what's happening in your world? We've, we've, we've just rec- Sorry, there was one other thing. Uh, we've just recorded a Legends of Let's Triathlon podcast. We'll do that yeah, yeah, next week. Bill, Bill Black, it's a uh, great interview. He's uh, was coach of Spencer Smith and uh, he's got some good stories. So, John, Joe and I, what, what's happened this weekend? Do you know what I did last week? Les Mills took me up to Auckland, John, because mm-hmm. uh, their culture, the, looking at their culture, it was, it was pretty... I don't, sometimes in life you get in these situations where you don't know why you've been picked. Because mm-hmm. Les Mills is a... Big international company. Like Les Mills has, I think they have 120,000 instructors around the world now. Wow. They're massive. Mm. 
And uh, they basically want to look at their culture because they want to make some shifts. And so five people got picked. Mm -hmm. And I was one of them. Very good. But it was really cool because how often in your life do you actually get sit down for a couple of days and just talk ideas, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. it, was, it was a really cool thing to do. And it's, you know, because I think in some ways our sport allows that time for ourselves, but you don't do that with other people. You know, mm -hmm. one of the beauties of endurance sport is that time to think. And so, you know, that kind of time to process and kind of all that stuff. But it was really cool just to sit in a room literally for two days. And the objective was, what are the values we should be moving towards with this business? And what was really cool was that the business owners were there. So you know, the people who owned the whole thing. Mm. And they were like open. It was just a really cool experience. So I would encourage if you've got a business, if you've got any area of your life you're trying to grow in, gather a group of people together and just kind of talk about ideas because it's kind like, of a good facilitator, though, don't you? Well, no, we didn't. There mm. was a thing. We just had a discussion, and it was mm. no. I think because the leaders didn't pull rank, they didn't. Mm. There was no one was wrong or right. We just had these discussions. Uh, yeah. Well, there was a facilitator, but it was yeah, it was it was it was pretty great. Anyway, John, a few months ago I went into the paint and sip. Remember I did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, which I've done it again. So okay. wait, wait, I'm going to show you what we've done. Wait a second. I think I actually, while you go and get that, I think I saw that um, Barry Breffel might have even gone and done that with his wife. Barry so Barry Breffel. He came on Epic Camp in, uh, in so, Canada. So here we go. He had a painting thing. I don't know whether they sipped or whether they just painted, but it, it looked pretty similar. Yep, so we did it for our coaches. We did it for our coaches, for our coaches. It was a great thing to do as a team building thing. I'll tell you one of your coaches' story. Actually, no, no, yep, carry on. Okay. <laughs> is that off show? Yeah. Okay. So this is Joe's. It's yeah. pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. I might put this up yeah. as photos for the website. So Joe did, um, what do you, how would you describe that, John? It's a, a, an owl and then a, a South Island of New Zealand, yes. which is, looks like an eye and it's got a little love heart on it and then a VE. So live and then a little. Or love. Uh, it's supposed to be love, John. Oh, sorry, love. <laughs> live. Well, I would have thought live. Oh, come on. It doesn't have a hole in it. <laughs> but it doesn't have a hole in the middle of the eye. I call that an eye, an upside down eye, and then it's got a fern at the bottom. Very and there's, nice. a, there's a love heart there because we go camping in Wanaka, and we got our hearts a little bit in Wanaka. Right. Porno and the crew, we go camping in mm -hmm. Wanaka, so that's Joe's. And then we, because we go to Wanaka, John, look what I did. Look at that. Oh, very nice. That looks like the um, looks like the. Uh, 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 it's a very nice painting, but it looks like these the sounds, the Marlborough sounds. Oh, um, it could be anywhere, couldn't it? It could be. But it's Mount Roy. Right. In Monica, which is a big walk you do in Monica, and Joe and I did it in. in oh, okay. So it's standing. Okay, I get it now. You get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. So I, I was here. quite getting the depth perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see back there. But not bad, eh? Not bad. Yeah. yeah you podcast. What are these podcasters thinking? Well, I mean, you, you I tell you what, we're going to get the biggest hits ever to our website this week because people are going to go, oh my God, I've got to go check out Bevan and Joe's paintings. No, I've got the record on that. that, that um, <laughs> who sent in the video clip? Uh, Peter Colson, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, with Son of Sanders. It's the, the one. Uh, with John Macaron, it's had uh, eight and a half thousand people reach so far. Have to say, I did, I did get. A, oh yes, you go back to it. He looks at it every day. <laughs> so there you go. So I highly recommend. You got to be kidding me! Surely you can't be serious. Oh, you, no, you missed I it. You missed the, the Macaron. I wish I was around That's when Macaron was around. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a game where he exploded. Not a world record, Mike Riley. Sharp it's enough. a bloody amazing performance. Anyway, so if you want to check out my art and Joe's art, it's going to be on the, on the front page of www.talk.me. Sorry, I was stealing your thunder there. <laughs> it's great to... artwork. I can't draw to save myself. No, so but I'm this is the great impressed. thing about this, because I can't either, John. But it's, you got to be pretty simple to not be able to pull this off. <laughs> what are you calling me? <laughs> I'll come back with this bloody dot. And here you go, you simpleton. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so good time. So everyone racing Tapo this weekend or the Kiwis, good luck. Jumbo, let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm Endo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia